the Radio Misfits Podcast Network. Podcast. I am Nick DeGilio. This is the Radio Misfits Podcast Network, the best podcast network on the planet, where you can hear us live streaming 24-7 at radiomisfits.live. That's our live streaming service 24-7. It's like the radio, only a lot cooler, where you can hear some unsigned bands and some unheard music from that show. So in between the great music are incredible episodes of the varied and awesome podcasts that are available at Radio Misfits. And you can hear my podcasts. Uh, you can hear this podcast, the Nick D Podcast, every day at 3 p.m. Central. And you can hear my other podcast, That Show Hasn't Been Funny in Years, an SNL podcast, every day at 9 a.m. Central, amongst the 24 hours of the streaming. Turn it on every day. RadioMisfits.live and RadioMisfits.com. My thanks to Ed and everybody there. Please uh, listen to all the podcasts and download them and subscribe and like and rate and review. Do, get the discussion going. Uh, if you want to leave a voicemail for this podcast, we'd love you to do that. Leave a voicemail or a magic megaphone request or anything you want to say. 24 7, the voicemail is open. We want to hear from you anytime, anywhere, anyplace. 773 417 6948. Drop us an email with any any questions you have, anything you want to talk about. It's nickdpodcast at gmail.com. So anything you want to say, anything you want to communicate to us, 773-417-6948 or via email, nickdpodcast at gmail.com. Hey, you want to be a sponsor? This is a really popular podcast, if I don't say so myself. So you'll reach a lot of people. You got a product? You want to advertise with us? You want to be a sponsor? Contact us now, sales at radiomisfits.com. Jason Skaggs does all the sounds and the songs and the themes and the weirdness, and we thank him. And uh, Esmeralda Leon is my co-host, and she will be joining me in the third part of the show, as she always does. Um, we got a magic megaphone request. Um, we're going to talk about Flashback Weekend, which is this weekend. It starts today. If you haven't gotten your tickets, get them now at flashbackweekend.com. It is August 4th through the 6th at the Hyatt Regency O'Hare Flashback Weekend Horror Convention. Get there. You'll meet a whole bunch of stars and incredible celebrities and horror icons and writers and directors and creators. There's merchandise of all kinds that you can buy in the incredible giant vendors room. You can meet celebrities and get autographs and pictures and sign and sign things. Sven Gulli is going to be there. Joe Bob Briggs is going to be there. The cast of Scream, you know, members of the cast of Scream are going to be there. Members of the cast of uh, Terrifier movies are going to be there. Uh, the 41st anniversary of the Wrecking Crew cast members of the movie Christine are not only going to be there, but they're going to be guests on my podcast, which I will be doing live on the stage at Flashback Weekend and giving away exclusive uh, limited edition Nick D podcast t-shirts. You're not a cool kid if you don't have a Nick D podcast t-shirt. You got to have a Nick D podcast t-shirt. I'm giving a bunch of them away. 1230 on Saturday, August 5th, 1230 in the afternoon in the big ballroom downstairs at the Hyatt Regency. I will be hosting the Nick D podcast along with Esmeralda Leon. We'll be on stage together. We'll be talking with you guys. It'll be interactive. We're going to be giving stuff away. And then... The 40th anniversary of uh, Christine is going to happen on stage during our podcast. So be a part of that. 
be a part of a live podcast recording and then all the other events there's going to be really cool concerts there's going to be really cool events and parties uh, a special um uh, get together with Joe Bob Briggs, Darcy the Male Girl, and the one and only Sven Gulli. There's a costume contest that Sven Gulli is going to host. Uh, I'm introducing a ton of stuff. Alan Howworth is doing a concert. It's going to be an unbelievable weekend, as it always is. Flashback weekend horror convention at the Hyatt Regency, Friday, August 4th through Sunday, August 6th. And amazing stuff happening all weekend. And our live podcast being recorded with you and giving away a whole bunch of really cool stuff. And I'm showing a movie trailer at it. That is Saturday, August 5th at 12.30 p.m. So let's pack the place. Nick D. Podcast people, I want you out there in big numbers, and we're going to have a great time. And Esmeralda is going to be there, so we're going to talk a little bit about that. And we're also going to talk about Pee Wee Herman. Paul Rubens passed away. Oh, man. <sighs> Very sad. And I know that Esmeralda is a huge fan, and uh, I am a massive fan of Paul Rubens and everything that he did, and obviously Pee Wee Herman. So we're going to talk about and remember Paul Rubens. That's coming up with Esmeralda Leon. But my guest, as soon as we take a quick break here, after I tell you that you need to be congratulated, of course, we do want to hear uh, from this lovely young lady. Hi, I'm Carrie Russell, and I love Nick's show. I know you do, baby. Carrie Russell, by the way, won't be at Flashback. She's going to be uh, protecting my apartment. Hi, I'm Carrie Russell, That's and right. I love Nick's show. So she'll be here. I'll be at the Hyatt Regency having a great time at Flashback. And the guest coming up that I cannot wait to talk to is a great character actor who's done over a hundred and some movies. He's a writer. He's a producer. He's been in horror movies. He's been in comedies. He's been in mob movies. He's been in dramas. He is an unbelievable character actor who has done an incredible amount of great work, including Black Window, the Widow. Uh, he was in the Maniac Cop movies. Uh, we're talking Serious Money, One Night at McCool's, Looney Tunes, uh, Back in Action, Gotti, Relentless in its sequels, The River's Edge. Uh, he was in The Accused and Heart Like a Wheel and Halloween 2 which he will be uh, uh, in costume for at the Flashback Convention. He and Lance Guest played EMTs in the hor horrifying sequel, Halloween 2, and they're going to be in costume. You can get pictures and you can meet them. Leo Rossi is my guest, an unbelievably talented character actor, one of those guys who's been in hundreds of things, uh, who always does great, consistent work. And I am so, so excited to have him on this podcast uh, in just a couple of minutes. Ah, I'm so excited. The great. Leo Rossi. And he will be at Flashback where you can meet him and get autographs and take pictures and hang out with him. It's going to be great. And I am doing his Q&A along with his wife, who's also an actress, named Lynn Eastman Rossi. She was in Phantasm. So we're going to be talking about that as well. So Leo Rossi is my guest. And then later on, Esmeralda will be here as usual. And we will remember the great Paul Rubens and, uh, and you. And we hope that uh, you uh, have a great time. And uh, thanks for listening. Let's just uh, say congratulations. And then Leo Rossi is going to join me. And so, congratulations. Congratulations. You're about to listen to the Nick D podcast. It's by far the best decision you've made today. It makes the other podcasts seem like crap. Oh, yeah. Don't be a jagoff. So I think um, 
Some of us might be familiar with that theme, I'm not really sure. <laughs> Maybe the most iconic movie theme of all time, and that of course is from Halloween. Uh, and uh, the person I'm about to welcome to the podcast is a tremendous actor who I've been a fan of for, oh my God, I don't know how many years. And uh, he appeared in Halloween 2 as a, as, and, and I'm going to just say how they describe uh, the character here, uh, it, what I'm looking at. He is a foul-mouthed EMT. That's the way they that's the way they describe him, uh, but that's he's in Halloween too, and he's been in a ton of other movies. Um, but he is appearing at the Flashback Weekend Horror Convention this weekend, and I couldn't even be more excited to to um, to welcome to the podcast, uh, Mr. Leo Rossi. Leo, how are you, man? Ah, uh, Nikki D. Um, <laughs> uh, you know, I know when you're doing anything in Chicago, convention, premiere to a movie. You got to have Nikki D. He's got to be there. <laughs> that's so uh, that's right. It's great, you know. That's and right. it's always it's always nice to have a fellow Irishman. Uh, oh no, oh that's not. Wait, hold on, though. Leo. I got to tell you, I'm yeah. half Irish. I'm half Italian, half Irish. All right, you want to know something? Yeah. As God is my judge. Yeah. I am half Irish, half Italian. Get out of here. I we are swear. gonna get along. We are gonna get along famously, Leo. <laughs> I am on one side, I got the Gilpins, the O'Horas, the yeah. Moylands, yeah. and the other side, well, it's a rogues list of <laughs> I'm with you, man. I'm with you. Here's the here's you wanna you wanna hear something really insane, Leo? I'm half sure. Irish, half Italian, not Catholic. I don't know how I don't know how that happened, man. Well, you know what? I got all your guilt. That's good. <laughs> Somebody you transferred can, it to me. Yeah. You As can, a matter you, of fact, <laughs> I you go can, to you, church. Oh, do you? Yeah. Every every morning. Oh. It's my father did, and I take it over. So you know, I got guys out here like Bobby Costanzo, you know, character actor, good guy from Bensonhurst, Brooklyn. Yeah. So he found it out, right? And he said, "Ross, let me let me ask you, you you go to church every day?" I said, "Yeah, Bobby, every day." He goes, every day. I said, what word don't you understand? <laughs> yeah, every day. He goes, you must have some kind of guilt, Mo. <laughs> I was going to say, you can, you can take confession for me. Uh, yes, take okay. confession for me. You can do that for me. Well, uh, Leo, I, you know, I, again, uh, I, 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 I've told you this, uh, you know, when we talked on the phone, I told you this before we started recording. I'm a huge fan of yours, man, and I have been. Uh, for many years, I have a couple of friends. Uh, my friends, uh, my friends Scott and uh, and Dan. Uh, and when I told them that you were coming to the convention, when I told them that I was going to interview you, they almost shit their pants. I'm telling you, they <laughs> they just like Leo Rossi. I'm like, yeah. So uh, they were very oh, well, excited. So. It's you know what? It's uh, it's gratifying. I I feel lucky that I'm doing something that I love. Yeah. And you know, I went to law school for a year. Everybody in the family always going to be a professional man. I still don't know what an easement is. You know, I, it, it wasn't it wasn't for me, man. You know, and yeah. uh, so and and beside that, you learn early on. I had half a semester, and you know, like a cousin would say, "Hey, we're so proud of you and everything. Oh, you're going to be a lawyer." Yeah. Listen, I was backing out of my driveway, and then this guy. <laughs> Already they want a freebie. Uh, yeah. Already. You're, 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 you're a semester into, into law school and they're already asking you. Yeah, that's amazing. So now you're from Trenton, right? From Jersey. I was born in born Trenton. Born there, yeah. yeah. And, um, and there's a sign on the bridge going from 
uh, northeast Philly to Trenton, right? Yeah. And it says, Trenton makes, the world takes. And if you believe that, I got some swampland down in Florida. <laughs> I could sell you at a real discount. Oh, man. It's, uh, no, I was raised in northeast Philly, though. Oh, okay, you're, so, so you're you're Philly then, Philly born and uh, oh, not born yeah. and bred, but but you're in your heart, you're you're uh, you're Philadelphia. Yeah, absolutely, and uh, you know I went to school there, played football, and uh, went to Villanova. Yeah, you know it was it's uh, it was a good experience, but like every major city, you know it's got its problems. Mm-hmm. It's got its problems, but um, if if you're talking about cities. In the country, Chicago is very much aligned to Philadelphia. That's what I hear. I did, yeah, I That's did the I play. I did, uh, you know, uh, Way of the Wise Guy mm-hmm. at the Chicago Center for the Performing Arts, yep. which I, I don't think exists anymore. And then I took it on the road, but we opened there. And um, it was, you know, and it's about Joe Pistone, yep. who is the real-life Donnie Brasco. And um, the audiences were terrific. Um, and, boy, they treat talent pretty good because I, I didn't pay for too much. And, <laughs> and it was on the Armo. Yeah. And when it's, a, you know. Yeah. Um, it, yeah. and, but I have fond memories. I filmed there. Um, went to a movie premiere there uh, with Dennis Farina, the one I did. Oh, yeah. uh, we're talking serious money. Yeah, I love Harris that movie. Soul. I love yeah. that movie, yeah. And, and Dennis, um, Dennis is, a, is a, obviously a local hero, and uh, what a loss to the planet when that guy went, man. Ugh. And it was, um, I'll tell you a story, yeah. you know, really. Um, you know, listen, it's an up and down career. And uh, I got jammed up. You know, it was at a dry period, and mortgages, everything. Yeah. And Dennis was flying high at that time, really flying high. And I had never, I guess, I never borrowed money from anybody because mm-hmm. I know how the Shylocks work and I know how, <laughs> <laughs> and I know how friendships are lost right. borrowing money. Right. So he was staying at the uh, Peninsula Hotel and I went there and it was tough, tough for me because, you know, I got pride and, but I had a slump. And I said, Dennis, I said, listen, I'm, I'm jammed up. And he said, well, what do you need? And I gave him a number. Yeah. And he said, no problem. He went to the desk, made out a check for twice the amount, gave it to me, and said, if you ever try to pay me back, you'll lose my friendship. Oh, man. Is that, wow. a, is that a man? That's the man. Yeah, Dennis yep. Farina. Yeah. Uh, I'm friend. I'm friends with his son Joe. Um, oh yeah, Joe's a great kid. Boy, great kid, great you. actor. Really ter- terrific guy, man. Terrific guy. Y- you know, um, give him my best. I will. And uh, to have him give me a call. You know, I will. I mean, I will. Uh, the business is so upside down, inside out. But um, it really, uh, yeah, he's good people. Uh, and Dennis's wake, Dennis's funeral. The burial, oh my God! Yeah. It was, I mean, it, 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 the love that came yeah. out. Uh, yeah, it's, yeah it's, it's, it, he was. I mean, obviously, locally, we loved him here for a long, longer time than the than the world got to know him. Because you know, like we, you know, he started acting here when he was, you know, he was a young guy, 
And oh, yeah. so we knew him here locally for a long time. So when he hit it, you know, when, when he hit it running, like when he was doing Get Shorty and when he did, especially Midnight Run, Jesus Christ, in Midnight Run, yeah. he's unbelievable. <laughs> uh, I mean, I quote every line that he ever had in that movie all the time. Um, but we were all like, man, Dennis Freeno, one of our own, man. He's, 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 he's kicking ass and he's doing it on the big screen. It was always, it was, it was a real delight to watch that happen, you know? And, and you know what? Um, he, he had a big heart and, um, he really was about the work. Um, he did not suffer fools. Yeah. Uh, he had, he got a big offer. I won't mention what it was. Yeah. Uh, and he went in and he met with the producer and the director, right? Yeah. And uh, come back and I said, so you're going to do it, right? He said, nah. I said, what do you mean? He said, life's too short. I said, he didn't want to hang around, you know, uh, the Hollywood types. Gotcha. Yeah. Did not want that, you know? Yeah. I know what you uh, mean. I got you. But uh, good people. Yeah. Well, listen, you, so, so, uh, Philly, you, you, and then uh, did the family expect you to be, they want you to be a lawyer? You got a lot of lawyers in your family, Leo? What's going on there? Is that why? Um, well, I got a, a lot of people that, in the family that needed lawyers. (laughs) <laughs> no, no, I'm only kidding. You. <laughs> uh, okay. Uh, yeah, but uh, no, I would have been the first one and mm-hmm. and all that. But um, how did the acting thing? How did the acting thing hit you? When, when did you go, man? I want to be. I don't want to be a lawyer. I want to be an actor. Well, you know, um, I was in business with my father, the environmental recycling ecological refuse business. Mm. It was the garbage business. Um, <laughs> But, right. but gotcha. what we did, we, we manufactured uh, trash truck bodies, containers, balers, pa- you know, compactors. And, um, and it was very lucrative business, man. Mm-hmm. Uh, in fact, my father had put on our trucks, you know, your trash is our cash. Yeah, man. <laughs> uh, and, you know, it was, yeah. uh, it, it was a, a very good business. And then he's watching Johnny Carson, 58 years old. And um, just checks out as oh, a man. massive heart attack, you know. Oh man! And I was left with the company. My brother didn't want it. Yeah. And um, so I liquidated, and uh, and I had always had at Villanova. I had my own DJ show, you know, on WWVU, the Kingdom of Wuvu. Come you on know, now. Really? Yeah. That's, a, that's amazing. Okay, you're a radio oh, no. guy. I love that. You and I have another oh. thing in common, Leo. I'm a radio they, guy. I'm an old radio guy, too, man. Oh, no. I, I, uh, hey, I checked you out, baby. <laughs> Don't worry about it. That's right. Before you get yeah. involved, you got you to gotta check the background of these people. Uh, uh, I was looking you. forward to this. Uh, but, um, <clears throat> you know, I used to, uh, just like what you would do, I'd, I'd create my own little intros. Um, come on, fellas. It's the Vandellas, Martha Reeves, if you please. Bing, 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 you know? Uh, and then the scene is set, the smoke is cleared, and there appears the miracle of Robinson. Smokey Robinson in the miracles! And I would, you know, have That's fun it. like that. I love the doo what, what, stuff. What was the, well, I'm sorry, what were the call letters again? WWVU, the kingdom of Wuvu. Man, WWVU, the kingdom of yeah. woo Yeah, oh, yeah, I love it. Yeah, it was, uh, but uh, you know, I mean, like Jerry Blavitt, 
he's an instant way. He just passed away. But Jerry Blavitt was a, uh, a DJ and, you know, he really cut a real wide path. He owned memories in Atlantic city. Oh yeah. And, uh, yeah, he, really. And it's, um, I'm a doo-wopper. I still yeah. am. If yeah. you, uh, you get into the car with me now, yeah, you know, I got the Chuck Berry, Maybelline. Why can't you be true? Oh, Maybelline. And I just drive around all the time. Yeah. And yeah. people, pe- people think I'm nuts, but <laughs> it's, it's all right, babe. So, 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 so the radio thing, did that, did, did that like kind of like, okay, when you, when you were doing the radio thing, did you like the, you did the performing aspect? Was that part of it? It was like, yeah, this is fun. I like doing this. Uh, yeah. You know, I, uh, one of my dear friends is Leo. Yeah, you asked me about Leo. He could talk to an artichoke. <laughs> uh, you know, but the whole thing was I did, uh, which which is now called Equity Waiver Play, dumb luck in, in Northeast Philly, that I got it. And uh, it was a theater where people really attended it. I never felt such a rush. Not only on stage, but learning lines, mm-hmm. examining the character, mm-hmm. you know, breaking the script down. Yeah. It was like, this is it, man. Cool. And, and but you know, I had a business, and then when my father passed away, um, I just liquidated it, and I went to New York, and I said, okay, all right, now you got to have a resume. So there was a guy I knew from Philly who's an actor. He says, look. I know you haven't done anything, but at least, you, you know, you got to come up with a resume, mm-hmm. even if you're bullshit. You're right. I said, okay, all right, all right. So I do a quick thing, and, and I go to my first audition. It was a cattle call. Yeah. And you walk in, and there was the director, the casting director, and you know, the director, and he's looking at this, and he said, oh, oh, I see here, you did... Clifford Odette's Waiting for Lefty. And I said, yes, yes, I did. Uh-huh. And he said, wow, uh, that, that must have been some challenge. I said, it was very difficult. Uh, you know, I worked very hard. He said, yeah, I'll bet you you did. I walked out of it. My, my buddy tells me, the play is waiting for Lefty. Lefty doesn't show up ever. <laughs> I mean, you talk yeah. about getting... getting uh, with your yeah. pants down, that yeah. was it. That's it. You know, that's it. But, but um, then eventually you got you got some gigs. Now, no, did you do stage first before you before you got? I mean, you said you you were doing non equity yeah. for a little while, so you did yeah. stage first. I did stage first, and uh, as a matter of fact, um, when I came out to L.A., I came with a play called Italian American Reconciliation, uh, John Patrick Shanley. Yeah. Oh yeah. Uh, yeah, and. Uh, and the cast was pretty interesting. Uh, it was Joey Pantoliano. Oh, Joey Pants. Um, yep. <laughs> Elizabeth Pena. Oh, man. Uh, Nichelle Nichols. And Patty Darbinville, who was wow. very hot for a period of time. Man, uh, what and, a cast. And, my, and myself, cast. yeah. Wow. Yeah, I, the real show was in the dressing room. I bet. Uh, <laughs> uh, I mean, you know, Patty would walk around. Uh, sans clothes. Sure. And I never had any sisters. <laughs> you know. Uh, but, uh, and Joey Pants. Oh, oh I'll tell you. Man. I'll tell you how Joey Pants. 
he he is a legend in his own mind but in his own time <laughs> he did a movie uh when he was with the uta united talent called bound oh and, i love uh, that movie that's the yeah, wachowski yeah, the, the wachowski sisters now that they were the wachowskis at the, yeah know, right it's, yeah, yeah. it's hollywood yeah. and um so joey he did it and they fought for him uh, the, the agency really yeah. did yeah so after he got it and that sort of leapfrogged him and uh he sent you know a nice cut glass from tiffany's for the 13 uh agents in film yeah for, at uta yeah. and you know it's, you put it on your desk it's cut glass oh, look beautiful and he has inscribed on it what have you done for joey pants today <laughs> Okay. I love it. I, I mean, it. you know, that's him. That's, that's him. him. Yeah. Uh, yeah. We got we got in a beef once. We were at the a deli in New York, and it was late at night. We just wanted a sandwich, and these guys come in. They were jerks. Yeah. Uh, and uh, you know, they're pretty big guys, whatever. And Joey starts in with them. <laughs> and I said, this is. Good. I said, Joey, come here. You think they're going to come after you? Me. They're going to come after me. You're a right. little shit. You're a little shit. Don't come after me. Oh, man. So what happened? Did you guys end up, like, fighting them? Or, or, uh, uh, it was, it, it was um, I, I'm pretty good. Yeah. You know, I, I and everything. Imagine, man. Yeah, and Joey takes a good beating. So it's sort of <laughs> even up. <laughs> oh man, yeah, that's fantastic. No, I've been a fan. Of, I've been a fan of his. I mean, uh, since uh, he played Guido in Risky Business, man, that was the one. Right oh there. yeah, uh, yeah. Shot, shot locally, right around here uh, in Chicago. In fact, so it was a yeah. little movie. Yeah, yeah. Well, I mean, yeah, yeah. So, so, so you 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 start doing the movies and everything, and very early on, man, you got Halloween too. And this is the one that um, that you know we're going to be celebrating. I mean, I'm going to sell. We're going to celebrate your entire catalog, as far as I'm concerned. But you're doing like a photo op, dressed up in your costume. You and Lance Gast are going to be there. You guys were yes. partners in the movie. How'd you get Halloween too? And what was that experience like for you? Okay, um, first of all, uh, I have to salute the director Rick Rosenthal. Yep, because. Um, as everybody that knows the series, it takes place in middle America. Not the East Coast, not the West Coast. You know, in, what is it, Haddonfield, whatever they call it. Haddonfield, right? Illinois. It takes place in my Haddonfield. state. Yeah. Yep. So uh, the producer, Deborah Hill, said, no, you want him? But no, he's too East Coast. Mm. And Rick, he fought for me. He really stood up. And, you know, I didn't have any big film credits. A couple yeah. of little things here and there. Yeah. And um, he wore her down. Yeah. And so I, you know, get this role, which, you know, uh, come on. Yeah. I mean, I'm a character actor. The guy smokes weed. He, he curses like a, a, a truck driver. Right. And... He gets naked with girls. Right. I, I mean, come on. It's, 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 it's a thing. But, but I will tell you, um, Rick, you know, when somebody does that for you, and it's a, a leapfrog for me because the first one was already a hit, and ours went through the roof because now people knew about it, and we got a little more money to spend, right? And mm -hmm. so... We get to the day 
Uh, oh, we had to sign, the girl and I, we had to sign a pink slip, which means you have to do nudity. Right. Or they can uh, sue you, hold your pay, whatever. And they need that for foreign sales. Right. So, okay, I get it. I get it. Um, I was in shape then. What the hell? Yeah. Everybody wants uh, to see uh, Leo Rossi's ass. Uh, Everybody yeah, does. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Believe me, that crew of redneckers, <laughs> they didn't give a damn about me. They were looking at, yeah. at Pamela. Yeah, um, absolutely. So what happens is we, we, we get to that day, and I have my robe on with the Speedo, and R Rick, he comes to me and says, we got a problem. I said, what? He said, she don't want to do it nude. I said, well, we signed, yeah, but but she's got cold feet. She does not want to do it nude. Yeah. I said, well, that's, you're in a bind, right? And he goes, um, <laughs> you know what? I think she's starting to relax a little bit. You know, take your robe off. You know, get in the, in, in the hot tub. Throw your Speedo off, and, you, you know, it, it'll loosen her up. I said, okay, all right. <laughs> so I you know, take off my robe. I get one foot into that hot tub. It was freezing, <laughs> freezing. And I look at Rick, and he looks at me, and he said, Leo, I'm in a jam. The generator broke. You got to help me. <laughs> Leo, I'm in a jam. The generator broke. I have to help him? Yeah. Oh, no, no, wait a minute. But he fought for me. Mm-hmm. I get in this freezing water. I throw the speedo off. I look down; it was a raisin. <laughs> I'm telling you, man. You talk about the Italian stallion. I don't think so. <laughs> it's, a but, thing, it's a good thing the movie wasn't in 3D, Leo. That would have been yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and you know what, which um, <clears throat> I always ask uh, at the signings, yeah. um, uh, what was in the script was that Bud sings this uh, song, Happy Birthday, to the girl, mm -hmm. and uh, but he, he smuts it up, yeah. you know. And Rick said, yeah, and you, you'll smut it up. We get to that day, and in comes the producer, who was a lawyer. And he comes in, and he says, you, you can't use happy birthday. Do you know the royalties you pay for that? Yeah. And, you, you know, he's, Rick said, well, he said, no, you can't use it. It's a fortune. We don't have it in the budget. So he says, well, what is thing? And I heard it right out of the lawyer producer's mouth. Well, amazing grace. And I went, <laughs> no, he's not going to do it. And he went, okay. He said, Leo? And I went, Rick, no. He said, Leo, I'm at a jam. You got to help me. Oh, my God. And so I sh smutted it up. You know how that goes, that one, right? Yeah, I do. Amazing grace. Yeah, okay, you know. No, no, now, Leo, I understand why you go to church every day. Yes. Oh, yes. Oh yes, but uh, yeah, it, it it was. But it, Jamie Lee and I have been friends. Yeah. I played on the same uh, showbiz softball team. Did you with Chris, Jamie Lee? Uh, 
No, with oh. Chris Guest. Oh, with Chris Guest. Okay. Yeah, right. yeah, yeah. yeah. Cool. Her husband, yeah. Well, what a year, had a real what a year she had, huh? Holy cow, Jamie Lee. Uh, not, too, not too shabby. Not too shabby. You know, and she still calls me Rossi. Does she? Rossi, what's up? Yeah, yeah well, yeah, okay. Yeah. Yeah, she's you know, cool, but, man. I, she's, um, she's been my she's been my crush since I saw Halloween. I was thirteen when I saw Halloween, and she's been my crush ever since. And I and I'm I'm unbelievably thrilled for what's been happening with her the past few years. It's just amazing. And she never, ever shied away from the genre. Yeah. By that I mean she put yeah. it down. Yep. She realized how lucky she was, you know, to get it and to have how many years later, forty yeah. some. Forty something years later, and yeah. you know, still doing and, it. I mean, she, you know, they just did those three sequels. Uh, yeah, you know, they yep. made a lot of money and everything. So, and, so, um, you, yeah. do you like the horror? Do you like the horror genre in general? You've been in a few of them. You, you know, you like relentless, yeah, well, kind of scary, was Maniac Cop, all those things. Uh, those are, oh, those are Maniac Cop was interesting, yeah. Yeah. because um, I, you know, I had this character in mind, and Bill Lustig, the director, yeah, he said, "Run with it, run with it." <laughs> you tell me to run with it, and then, <laughs> you know, and. I figured his hair is going to be wild. Yeah. A beard and everything. Well, what I didn't know, because I never grew a beard. I was an athlete. I mean, a big beard. That my beard goes up to my eyes. <laughs> okay. All I right, mean, I, I, I look I look like werewolf, right? And everything. I said, wow, this is a good look. This is a great look. So that was back in the day when, you know, Times Square, uh, oh, 42nd yeah. Street oh, yeah, was... Yeah debauchery yeah, yeah. they had the you know girls and uh, and their thing and come in come into the thing so i went yeah. all right you know come on this guy's a sick puppy mm -hmm. so what do i do here i'm working on a character nobody recognized me and i'm going around and then something hit me mm -hmm. and i go in and they have the girls lined up you know and they go into one cage not cage and plexiglass and right. the customer goes into the other and uh you know and you keep putting the five dollars in the thing and the, the girls do a dance right right so i said hmm, hmm, hmm so i get my coins and picked the young lady she went in one side i went in the other and it hit me i said i know what i'm gonna do and the thing comes up and she's dancing and everything Nick, yeah, I never took my eyes off her eyes. <laughs> I never, and then she get down and put another five in, and she's dancing more suggestively. Never took my eyes off her eyes, mm. and it came down. I put another five in. Two gorillas come, grab me, and threw me right out into Forty Second Street. <laughs> threw me right out into the street. Wow, it was like. Oh yeah. man! If you see that movie, that's the choice I made, oh, and that's that makes, how it came. That yeah. makes sense. That makes sense. Yeah, it's Boy. pretty here. I mean, because you know, it's it's a sick puppy. Yeah, if he's doing that kind of stuff. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. You so know, you have but fun with uh, that. So, so I love the yeah, yeah the the genre. It is Teflon if it's done right. Right. I wrote a script, which is right now being shopped around, and it's called Sleep. Mm. And um, it's, you know, I said to myself, I've been in the genre, and I'm, I'm going to write a script about it. I had a pretty good idea mm -hmm. what, 
you know what I wanted to attack in the screen in the screenplay, and as it turns out, um, I had to learn. I said, "Wait a minute, you got to learn point of view, pal, mm-hmm. because that's half of that genre." Yeah, you know yeah. who's watching? Who is that person? Yeah. And then a subplot. You don't have a good subplot. People just they're they're gonna. It, it took me six months, Nick, to write it. And, it, and you know, I did Gotti. I did a lot of other movies mm-hmm. that I wrote. It, it's the best thing I wrote. I don't know if I can do better. And Paramount has it now and stuff. But it's a genre that even in Christmas time, you have horror movies. Playing. Right, right. Yeah, no, I mean it's great, I, I, and I hope uh, I hope to see Sleep. I hope that comes out, man. Uh, oh yeah, oh yeah. yeah. I am. Uh, I hope a little more than you. I bet you do. <laughs> I bet you do. Well, we're yeah. we're excited to, to have you for the first time at Flashback Convention. This, by the way, uh, in my opinion, not just because I've been with it for so many years, but it's the best horror convention uh, in the country, run by Mike and Mia Kurz. Um, you know, it's a grassroots thing, and they 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 run it. They have the convention in order to fund their drive-in. They have a drive-in that they that they run, and that's where all the how cool goes. is that? Yeah, and and so they really <laughs> care about movies, and they care about the movie going experience, and 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 that also is reflected. And you'll see uh, the fans that that come to to flashback. They're a special breed. I'm telling you, you know, they're they, you're gonna love these guys. Uh, and and uh, you and Lance will have a great time, you know, doing the photo ops with them and talking with them and stuff. It'll be really cool. Um, well, there are no, other no, movies. Uh, yeah, go ahead. It's it's I have um, you know I, I for some of the mob movies I did. You go to MobCon or yeah. something like that if you're free and everything. Never have I ever had a problem with the audience that comes and uh, sign autographs, take pictures in the genres, mm-hmm. it, in, in this genre. Yeah, uh, People um, and their kids and the generations um, – my my wife and I look forward to it. She's going to yeah. be with me, and it's fun for me. I mean, you know, uh, I'm home, and my wife says, "Take the garbage out." Mm-hmm. Oh, okay. <laughs> you know, <laughs> and then uh, you get there and you see the enthusiasm, and I'll never forget my first one. Oh, yeah, Nick, yeah, the yeah. first one. Um, I, I the first two people come up, uh, boyfriend girlfriend. And they said, will you sign this? I said, yeah. And put your character name underneath? Yeah, I did. Okay. And I give it back to them. And the guy looks at me. He looks at the the paper. He he looks back at me. I said, what's wrong? He said, Bud. It has two Ds. I spelled Bud with one D. (laughs) Of course they knew it had two Ds. Of course (laughs) they did. It's, it's the horror fans, man. Well, yeah. we're gonna have a great time. I want to talk about some of the other movies that you've done, Leo, because you've done sure. so many. Um, and I, I there are a few that I want to specifically focus on. One of them is Heart Like a Wheel. Um, uh, man, I you are unbelievable in that movie. I love that movie, and Bonnie Bedelia, unbelievable. I mean, that performance I think is still like nobody appreciates it the way they should. Or appreciate your performance in that movie the way it's a movie that really is under the radar. Jonathan Kaplan directed it, who you've worked with several times. Yes. yes. Um, and he's an amazing director. And I want to talk about another couple of movies that you did with him. But let's start with Heart Like a Wheel. You, sir, you are incredible in that movie, and you and Bonnie Bedelia. Can you tell me about the experience of working on that movie and what it was like to work with her? I certainly will. 
So, are you there? Oh, I think we lost. <laughs> I think we lost Leo. Leo. Leo, I think we lost you. Oh, no okay, there doubt you about it. Okay. Oh, okay, so, so, hear me. Yeah. Yeah, I, I can hear you now. What were you? Is, no, I'm sorry. Go ahead and say yeah. it again. Um, of all the movies I've done, a hundred, whatever. Yeah. Um, I got to tell you, yeah. that is my favorite. It's your favorite. It uh, and just, I, it holds it, up. It's and, and oh, it's um. And I'm not surprised. I'm not surprised. Can, yeah. And it feels that way. Like when I, when, you know, like you've done a ton of movies, but that one to me is like, man, if, if I were to like, if someone were to say, I want to see Leo Rossi, what movie? What, if I had to pick one movie to showcase Leo Rossi kicking major ass, I immediately go to Heart Like a Wheel. Um, I'm with you, brother. Yeah. You got, uh, th- that is, it's, it's filmmaking uh, in such a way that it's real. I got into that world. Thank God that the the husband, you know, he's a coward. He don't want to get on that thing that yeah. a parachute yeah. stops you. Or what are you kidding me? Yeah. Right? And um, but Bonnie, she's one of the most real actors I have ever worked with. Mm-hmm. Bo Bridges, aces, yeah. aces. Yeah. And do you know who played my son? Anthony Edwards. That's right. Yep. It was, uh, and and whenever we're together, you know, if they have an event or something like that. But the interesting thing, uh, Shirley Muldowney. Yeah. uh, I had a meet with her. She had to approve me. We met at Joe Allen's. And for people, but really quickly, I'm sorry, really quickly, uh, Leo, for people who might not know, this is the story of the race car driver, uh, Cha-Cha Muldowney, and Bonnie Bedelia plays her um, in it. And I just wanted to make sure that people kind of knew what the. Yes, yes. So you met at Joe, you, you met at Joe Allen's in L.A. Yeah. And, um, you know, she, she looks at me and she like switches her eyes and she said, yeah, you can play Jack and I'll tell you everything you want to know. And right then I said, no, you won't, honey, because (laughs) I'm only getting one side of it. Yeah. So I was to have no contact with him. Oh, I see. And I said, okay, but guess, you know what? Yeah. I, I flew back. And my kid brother picks me up in Philly, and we drive to Schenectady, where Jack had a gas station. Now they mm-hmm. had been broken up for years, and um, I was going to go to the gas station. He had a for sale sign. I'm going to say I'm interested, right, and get a feel for the guy. Oh man! Okay. And so uh, that happens, I, and I meet him, and he was. He was a broken guy. Mm. You know, he was in his cups. And um, you could just tell the spark had gone. Yeah. And obviously, I can't play that for the whole movie. Because in the beginning, it was a real love affair. Right, right. It was a real love affair. And... um, so when you met him, him, when you went to the, when you went to the gas station, at, at, at no time you revealed who you were or anything. It was never, just, no, never. No, okay. I would I would have lost the role. Yeah, I mean, she said, and producer told me, no contact with him. Right. Well, as as the actor, I wasn't going to have a contact with him, but just when somebody says you'll, you know, I'll say tell you everything you want to know. Nah, yeah, that ain't fair. Yeah. Right. Yeah. And yeah. Um, it was, it was some experience uh, that. First of all, I have two daughters, mm-hmm. and 
a girl making it in a real man's macho world. Yeah, yeah. It's like, it, it, it's unbelievable. That, can you imagine uh, it, it going at halftime into uh, the basketball locker room and saying to Michael Jordan, Michael, good, but you were slowing a, a little bit. When you went to the hoop, you, you can do that at the pits. Yeah. Oh, at, at these drag races, they walk right in, you know, and they talk. It was a real grassroots thing. Yeah. And um, uh, look, I salute you on your taste because <laughs> that's my favorite, man. I, I'm a big fan of Kaplan. I think Jonathan Kaplan is an amazing filmmaker. And, um, I, and I'm talking since, this, you know, like back when he was doing stuff for Corman. Um, oh, I, sure. I, I just think he's a great filmmaker. It doesn't matter what genre, doesn't matter the budget. You can always tell when a filmmaker, you know, knows his shit or knows what they're doing. It doesn't matter what the genre is or what the budget is. That shows through. And you know who his professor was at NYU? No, who's that? Marty Scorsese. Is that right? Yep. Yep. And, um, well, he called me and he said, um, I'm doing this film. We got a shooting in Canada, you know, whatever. And, um, there, there's a role I really want you to do. I said, twist my arm. I love anything you want. Hmm. Uh, and he sent the script over and it was the accused. Oh man. Oh, and it was that, and <laughs> I said, "Wow, okay." All I was going right. to ask you. I was going to ask you, like, whew, I mean, you know, that part. Yeah. My God, man. <laughs> yeah, I know. And um, so I, I, I met with him, and uh, I said, "Look, I, I love the part. It's a true story. Um, I, I love true stories, as Bonnie Bedelia and Shirley Bulldowney was." Yep, absolutely. I said, "Now this guy." And I started to angle for some redeeming qualities in him. Mm -hmm. And he looked at me with his blue eyes. He said, Leo, no redeeming qualities. Yeah. And I went, whoa. My mother wouldn't talk to me for, (laughs) uh, it's just, and finally, I didn't want her to see it. And she went down in Florida to one of those shows yeah. And uh, she said something interesting. You're very interesting, Nick. Yeah. Um, she said, I saw that movie. I go, Damn. She said, you were very good. I said, oh, thank you. She said, I just want to know. I remember that little leaguer. Where did all that anger come from? Mm. Wow. Yeah. yeah. You know. It's, it's she, interesting. Boy, I can't even imagine... Jeez, what you're you know like like talking to your mom after after her seeing you in that movie, oh, man, yeah. oh man, yeah, yeah. It's uh, you know, I mean, uh, uh, but Kaplan made a a very good choice. Yeah, um, it, it happened in uh, New Bedford, Massachusetts. Yep. And the girl was Portuguese. The guys were Portuguese. He said, no, 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 no. We're making them red blooded. Yeah. You know, Americans. Yeah. Because we don't want people saying. See how those people right behave. exactly, and yeah. it was a great call, yeah. great call, and, and it's a when, great. It's uh, obviously it's a great film, and um, yeah, and man. and Jody, Jody has been. I mean, she actually very mm. bright, exceedingly yeah. bright, and she knows for a movie of that ilk yeah. to be successful, she knows she's the protagonist, right? 
But unless you have an antagonist mm-hmm. that jumps out, you know. It, I, you know, it's it's. Yeah. So did you ever get like you said your mom was like, Ugh. now what kind of reaction when that movie came out? Did people recognize you and go get the fuck away from me? Did anybody did that ever did that anything like that ever happen? Did people look at you after that movie and just didn't want to be near you? It was absolutely. I mean, absolutely. Tell me a little bit about that. What's I mean? That's got because okay. it's yeah. Um, my, I was with my wife and kids yeah. in a uh, in a restaurant. Oh God! And the okay. waitress comes up, and she said, "This isn't my table, mm. but I saw you in that movie. God, I hated you. you were so sleazy. Good job." <laughs> and she walks away. <laughs> I hated you. You were so sleazy. Good job, and walks away. In church, I see this one woman looking at me and over her shoulder. And it's like, oh boy, here it comes. Yeah, yeah. And on the way out of church, she says, um, "It was good. I saw you here with your family." Yeah. It, it was, you know, it's like, um, and you know, do or do I take it as a compliment that I got into that character? Yeah. Yes, I do. Yeah. Um, oh, you're but, a you're a fucking yeah. bastard in that movie, man. <laughs> oh yeah. yeah. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> oh, and you're man. great. I mean, you're great. It's one of my favorite performances by you. But like, you know, when I, you know, like, I, I'm like, hey, you know, I'm ta- I'm, I was telling my friends, I was like, hey, uh, I'm going to talk to Leo Rossi. They're like, oh man, you're going to bring up the accused because that's really, I'm, I can't, you know. <laughs> yeah, we got to bring up the accused. You're, it's acting. That's what the whole point is. Well, uh, although some people got a little twisted, I was walking down um, Ventura Boulevard in Studio City, and the movie was out in the theaters and was create the big hubbub. Yeah. And, uh, oh boy, uh, a carload of teenagers, teenage uh, boys, driving down Ventura. They see yeah. me, they jam the brakes on back up, right? And they all went in unison. Want to play pinball? Oh, <laughs> God. And I went, oh. I, I, I think they missed the point of Yeah. <laughs> oh, my God. That's terrifying. I think wow. they missed the Yeah. They did. Yeah. yeah. Wow. Well, I, you're great. Uh, you're, you're great in that movie. And again, you know, again, you're working with the uh, with 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 Jonathan Kaplan, man. Um, you know, and the result is is tremendous. Um, and you made an impact, man. I mean, you know, that's the point. And man, oh man, I mean, you, you know, you walk out of that movie and you are, you know, as great as everybody is in that movie. And Jodie Foster goes on to win the Academy Award and everything. You stand out in that movie, man, completely. Well, um, thanks. Um, and there was some some great benefit that came out of it. Mm-hmm. I mean, they pushed me for best supporting actor. You know, it didn't happen, so that's yeah. okay. Yeah. But um, they, uh, there was a, a movie script going around, Relentless. Yeah. And yeah. The, the head of the studio, Independent Cinetel, you know, he, he was looking for the lead actor, and he liked my work, which was a blessing, but he needed names in it. And mm-hmm. at that point, it wasn't a name. So he got Judd Nelson, mm-hmm. who he was bigger than big yep. at that time. Yep. And this was the. And then they wanted Robert Lozier, who was coming off after, uh, oh, what would he call Scarface and yeah. all that stuff. Yeah. And they really wanted him. And he said, but who's playing my partner? They said, uh, Leo Rossi. Don't know him. Um, well, uh, oh, he's got a movie playing in the theaters now, uh, oh. you know, c- called The Accused, right? <laughs> he went to see it. That night, he calls the producer. Yeah, I'm on board. 
<laughs> that's amazing. Uh, yeah, that that's was, how they got that Loja. Really cool. That's that. That was it. Loja. Yeah. Saw, yeah. Oh, that's yeah. amazing. And and then, um, uh, you know, I did. I'm not real bright, but I know that Judd Nelson's character died and yeah. Loge's character died. Right. So they want to do a sequel. I'm the only one left living. Right. <laughs> yeah. You That's know, good. Yeah, it's good so for you. Yeah. They yeah, they did. And, um, you know, they paid me nicely. And then it came to the third win, which they knew was going to go right to video. Mm. But there was a big, big market for it. Yeah. Right. For a video yeah. at that time. Yeah, yeah absolutely. And, um, so they said, well, we can't make it. So I said, all right, I'll tell you what. Um, I want to produce it too. And they said, oh, mm -hmm. I could see it in their eyes. Ah, actor, wants to put his name on it, producer. Yeah. Ha, ha, ha. Yeah. They didn't know. They got Tony the Tagger. Yeah. Because I was into the hiring of, of the caterer, I the, the music, <laughs> everything. Yeah, yeah. And yeah. I could see them go, well, what yeah. do we do? Yeah. And uh, William Forsyth came on to, to, to uh, you know, as a favor to me. Yeah. He's a good friend. And, yeah. Uh, yeah. So, and I and there were four of them. So yeah. I'm proud of that. Uh, yeah. Those are, uh, those, are, those, are, those are terrific. And William Forsyth, by the way, I've been to Flashback a few times. Great guy. I've done his, I did his Q&A a couple times. Great Is guy. he coming in this time? No, he's not, he's not this year. He's not this year, but he, but he has in the past. He's been with Flashback yeah. a few times. He's a, he's, yeah, a, he's a great guy. He's a great um, guy. Well, we studied together. Oh, did and, you? Uh, Oh yeah, we did a, a you know a class production of Raging Bull. What? <laughs> I yeah, and I played uh, Jake, and he played Joey. Oh come on! Oh, is there video oh, with this anywhere? Is there film? In, uh, is there film of this anywhere? No, it was Milton Casellas's oh. workshop, but it was. And, and you see, there is something. If any young actors, uh, old actors, whatever, are listening, yeah. William Forsyth, he's a purist. I love him. Um, we've done five films, four films together. Yep. And here's the thing. He can play a tough guy like nobody else, right? He knew that in this, he can't beat me. He had to take steps back mm -hmm. because Jake's the tough guy. Right. Right. And it's not Joey. Yeah. And he he did it. He did it instinctively. Yeah. Which is, is you know, some guys, they would get the macho thing going on. Mm -hmm. And no, it's not right for the character or the piece. Right. And you he know? knew that. Yeah, he knew that. He did know that. Yeah. He's and, a terrific uh, actor and a nice guy. I, you know, I, I did his, I, yeah. I, was happy, I was very honored to, to moderate his Q&A a couple of times. Uh, well, he's okay. in that series that I'm doing. Um called Gravesend. Mm -hmm. It's on Amazon Prime. There's um second season, nine episodes, and uh I get to do some I get to do some stuff. Cool. Mikey the Hat, yeah. Gravesend yep. for people to check out on uh Yeah, on Amazon Prime. Chaz okay. Palm and Terry's yeah. in it. Yeah. Uh, Armando Sante. Got a good good cast. Yeah. Great cast. Great cast. Okay. I'm gonna play a I'm gonna play a piece of audio here, okay, Leo? Sure. Um, a friend of mine who is also a podcaster who's been a semi who's a semi regular here. This is one of her favorite movies of all time, and we both love this scene so much. So I'm just going to play this audio for you, and then we'll talk a little bit about this movie. Okay, Leo? Sure. Here we go. Listen. 
You just stay around here to fuck my mother and eat her food. Matt! Oh, he moves! You are a little fucking asshole. Try something Jim, Jim. Motherfucker, Matt. food eater! See? I'm gonna shove Okay, so... <laughs> Uh, <laughs> uh, by the way, if you sign something for me, like a, uh, like an autograph, I want you to sign it, motherfucker, food eater. If that's okay, um, it's done. It's done. Rivers, baby. Rivers yeah. Edge. I love this movie so much, and I love you in it, and I love that you're a part of it. Um, that, do, do people do? Has anybody ever called you, motherfucker, food eater? Is that like a thing that pops up ever? Uh, no, no. Yes, they. they yeah. Among yeah. other things, yeah. Um, <laughs> it's right. it's. Uh, I mean, when you do, um, you know, when you say lines in a movie that, you know, the movie gets exposure and all that, yeah, um, it does stick with you. But that was Keanu Reeves' yeah. first movie. Yeah, yep. And the cast with Dennis Hopper. And it, it, yeah. was, it was wonderful. And um, he is the sweetest guy in the world. Mm-hmm. And to hear those words come out of his mouth, I know. you know. I know. But I, I really, you could tell uh, your friend mm-hmm. that um, Amy I'm Go- very Amy proud. Go- Amy, Amy Guth is her name. She's a, a Amy she, Guth. Yes. Okay, because um, he called it like it is. Yeah. I was fucking his mother, <laughs> and I was eating the food. I had no jobs. <laughs> I was eating all his food. <laughs> so. So, you know, it was, it's not he, a lie. Uh, He's not lying. Yeah. No, it was yeah. a liar, you know. No. What was um, it like to work on that? That was, a, that was a little film that kind of like, uh, you know, under the radar, low budget indie thing. And it really took off and became a cult oh, classic. Oh, God. It became a, 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 a really a cult classic. Yeah. And that is a true story also. Yeah. It happened in Millipedes. Yeah. And it just went to show that what peer pressure does that nobody would rat out yeah. the killer, and they yeah. all knew who it was. Yeah, yeah. You know, uh, yeah. It, it, yeah. That's that's a, you get a chance to be in some cool. Was like analyze this. Yeah. Nobody man. wanted to make that movie. Yeah. Because number one, uh, what would it? Would you say, Bob De Niro doing a comedy? Right. Oh yeah. Oh right. yeah. Right. You know, and Billy Crystal, he had two flops. He had Andre the Giant. Yeah, he had something about Paris. Yeah, so they were really uh, tough, you know. And um, and our and like, our and our and our old friend, the great, the late great Harold Ramis. Um, oh, uh, what I mean, right, a Chicago guy, absolutely, my hero, one of my heroes, one of my heroes, one of the nicest. Both his wife produced the play mm-hmm. I did, a Tennessee Williams play, mm-hmm. and uh, he, Harold. Well, I'll tell you Harold Ramis' story. Yeah. Okay. In New York, when you film in New York City, at lunch, people don't go to the caterer. They go to the the, the Ville Cutler place. They go to this pizza joint. Yeah. You know. Yeah. And so they have this beautiful catered meal, and nobody goes to eat it. Well, Harold and I, we had a standing date that we would go and eat. You know, and then he would take a nap, and I would take a nap. Uh, <laughs> right. And so we're talking, yeah. and he tells, me, he tells me a story, which is beautiful. Um, when the casting was going on, uh, De Niro had final say on all the mob guys. Okay. You know? Harold said, yeah, he'll do that. But everybody else, Harold wanted who he wanted. So 
it, it was Harold, you know, wanted Lisa Kudrow to play Billy's wife. Mm-hmm. Bob wanted some other actress. Mm-hmm. And, you know, they were really getting down to it. And then three, three or four days before they started, Harold says, no, Bob, I'm going with Lisa. Mm-hmm. And he said, De Niro, it was like a movie. You're a hack, you're a hack, you're fucking shit, you made all this fucking movie. What did yeah. you ever make, you mother fucking, right? Yeah. yeah. And Harold said, I had the phone and I, I put it away from me and I looked. And I went, Bob De Niro's cursing at me. This is he took delight in it. <laughs> of course he did. That's fantastic. <laughs> and then he gets he said, Bob, um, uh, I'm gonna go with Lisa and I'm gonna forget you called me a hack. <laughs> and the first day on set, right? Yeah. The first day on set, Bob comes, Hey, how you doing? We all right. We're doing yeah. everything okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So it was forgotten. Yeah. Uh, you know, everybody yeah. takes their shot. Yeah, and that's it, funny. But, you, but Harold Ramis was thrilled that De Niro was chewing him out. That's oh, fantastic. it was great. It was that like was you know, oh yeah, yeah. He was a Harold Ramis special guy, man. I'm, it's amazing. I'm, I'm you know, uh, it's it, it must have been great to get to work with that guy. Uh, he just you know, and to I, eat with him. I mean, my God. Yeah. yeah. Oh no, he, he. Um, I what a tragic loss. Yeah. And you know, he moved back to Chicago. He did, uh, yeah. Uh, yeah, yeah, you know, yeah. I'm, I'm a I'm a he's one of my seriously one of my comic idols. Uh, you know. Um, oh yeah. You know, I mean dating I all mean, the way back. He I mean, just he was a a, a mensch yeah, in every whatever that word is. But but on there's a movie you talk about a line. I would go down the street cuz it was a big hit. Yeah. And the guys is thought, is it the first thing? Yeah. The second thing. Yeah. Oh my God! <laughs> so oh many classic, God. so many classic things that you've done, Leo. I got to tell you, man, the time has just flown by. But we're gonna we're gonna hang out this weekend. I'm telling you, sure. Um, and we're gonna have a great time. And I can't wait to do uh, your Q and A with you and Lynn on stage. And we're gonna talk about your work. And we're gonna talk about Lynn. And I, I know you know this, Leo. But uh, I've seen Phantasm, and I'm not exaggerating. Probably five thousand times. And I know every line <laughs> of it. It's one of my favorite movies of my life. So. Um, yeah, that's why you're doing what you're doing for your life. No, I mean you love movies. I it, do. It, it, I it do. just it's it's, and and when somebody says, uh, "Yeah, I'm not gonna go to the movie theater," yeah, I agree. I totally get your agree. ass in there. So Gravesend, Gravesend yeah. is what people can see right now, right? People can check that out. You can check it out at yes, Amazon. Yes, it's on okay. Amazon Prime, and uh, it's a great cast. Yep. Um, you know, it's Brooklyn in the 1980s. There you go. And uh, yeah, it's it's pretty earthy. And Mikey the Hat. Mikey right. the Hat's Mikey right the there. Hat. There you go. And uh, and Leo, I'm so excited that you're coming. You've never been to Flashback before. I guarantee you, you're going to have a great time. Uh, flashbackweekend.com. You can get your tickets now. They're still available. Um, and over the weekend, all kinds of cool stuff. And you and Lance Guest are going to be dressed up like your characters in Halloween 2 and taking photos with all the fans and signing things. And it's going to be a great time. And um, we're all going to have a blast this weekend. Leo, I can't tell you what an honor and, and, and what a joy it has been to talk to you, man. Uh, seriously. It's, it's my pleasure, Nick. I love a fellow movie lover. And, um, you know, I'll see you in a couple of days. Yeah, I'll see you in a couple of days. And, and real quickly, here. Motherfucker, food eater. Okay, so that was that's some. <laughs> <laughs>
<laughs> Tell Amy. Uh, thank you, Amy. I, uh, I, will, I will do that. All uh, right. Uh, Leo Rossi, everybody. And uh, come check him out uh, over the weekend with me and everybody else at Flashback Weekend. Flashbackweekend.com, August 4th through the 6th. Hyatt Regency O'Hare. And say hello to Leo Rossi. And now we're going to say hello to Esmeralda. Esmeralda. Yeah. Esmeralda Leon. theme means obviously it's time to talk to esmeralda leon uh, always a pleasure to talk to esmeralda hi esmeralda hello how are you i'm good how are you i'm all right um excited for the weekend yes of course yeah. because it is flashback weekend uh, that's right flashback <laughs> weekend uh, absolutely uh i always love this weekend i've been doing it for a very long time it'll be your second flashback Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. And I, I do want, you know, from 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 uh, your perspective, Esmeralda, because, you know, a lot of people who listen to the podcast are not as um, horror obsessed as I am or as obsessed right. as you would imagine that most of the people that go there. Now, you are not a huge horror fan. No, I'm and, not. And yet, what was your experience like last year at uh, the convention? It was fun. Yeah. Um, see, the thing is, like, I don't I'm not big into horror but i have seen plenty of horror movies mm-hmm. there are some that like really to me aren't really on the scary side mm-hmm. maybe at a certain point in time they were but um they're still really fun to watch yeah so i kind of i gravitate more towards that in the horror and you know like at flashback flashback there's something for everybody um Especially because, like, this year, I mean, they're getting together um, some of the cast of Scream. Mm -hmm. And that, to me, like, that, to me, is scary, but not scary. But it is still horror. So, you know what I mean? So, it's like, oh, there's a little bit of everything. And then, like... Scream falls under the... Scream falls under the horror kind of satire. Because it's it's one of the very first movies... One of the very first meta movies... You know what I mean? Like where, like mm-hmm. the, they knew, like the the characters in the movie knew they were in a horror movie and knew the cliches yeah. of the horror movie. It's a very clever movie that goes, I think, beyond simple slasher horror. It goes beyond that, right? And then, but then, you know, there's something for everyone: the Terrifier one and two reunion. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that I'm, I'm good. Yeah, you're good on that. You're good on I'm that. I'm sure people yeah. love those movies, and I'm sure yeah. they're amazing. But I am a big scaredy cat. <laughs> yeah, Art the Clown, and Art the Clown will be there. I'll, I'll, yeah, I'll, see, I'll, I'm, I'll, I'll protect I'm you from like, Art the Clown. I'll, yeah, Art the Clown, he's uh, he's become quite a popular sort of iconic slasher for horror over the past few years, but he will be mm-hmm. there, and so many other people will be there. But you don't necessarily have to be a huge horror fan to uh, go. And I, have, I spent the last uh, couple of weeks convincing this girl that I know that who's that is coming that she doesn't have mm-hmm. to because she's not a horror person. And yeah. I was like, "You should come." And she's like, "I don't know." And I'm like, "No, oh, it'll be fine." So um, yeah, because well, one, 
one of the highlights for me was the costume contest. Oh, yeah. And that is, you know, there are characters that are scary, Mm -hmm. but to me it's more the fun of it and to see the costumes and everything. Like, I'm not cowering in the corner. (laughs) Right, right. From the multiple uh, Jasons that are walking around. There's multiple Jasons. There's multiple Michael Myers. You'll get a bunch of Freddies. This year, you're going to have, I'll tell you something, Esmeralda, this year, there's going to be a shit ton of Art the Clowns. I'm telling you, right? Yeah. They're going to be everywhere. But but the fun, as you mentioned, the, the costume contest, that for me is, that's my favorite part of the weekend. Um, yeah. One, because I get to hang out with, with Rich Coe's Fenguli for a little bit, and I get to introduce him. And then just to watch him host that and to bring the kids up in their costumes. Oh, my goodness. Adorable. It's too cute. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, and then like last year, the guy who won—remember, he was like a mogwai, and then he turned into a gremlin, and he ripped off. Yes, oh, the most amazing! Like I died when I saw that. I could not. It was amazing. It is. That was the most. Yeah, woo. and it's so much fun, and it's like a lot of these conventions where there's a lot of fun people dress up in costumes and they're cosplaying, and you know, there's food there, and you can also like the you know the the. Um, uh, the vendor room is loaded with great artists who have, mm-hmm. you know, who who paint and who make things like candles and sculptures and T-shirts and hats and all kinds of horror-related items that are handmade in some cases. Um, yeah, and then it's, it's it's not all it's horror, and then there's also like spooky mm-hmm. <laughs> and and stuff like that. So you can get you get a wide array of items that you could buy. Yeah. That aren't just like scary, scary horror things. Exactly. It's not all beheadings so, yeah. and gore and all exactly. that. Exactly. Yeah. I think when yeah. people see horror convention, they're yeah. just like, oh no, it's just everyone's just bleeding out of their eyeballs. Right. And this is what Julie, <laughs> Julie, uh, who's coming, who's going to come, I had to explain to her. I'm like, no, look, it's a really loving group. I'm not kidding. Like, mm-hmm. it really is. It's very, like, everybody who goes to these conventions, call, we, call the, the, we call each other the tribe. And it's our weekend for the horror tribe to get together, and everybody's welcome. That's the thing. Um, yeah. And we do like to watch people get their arms ripped off and blood shoot all over the place. Sure. That's cool. But <laughs> but that's not all you're no. about. <laughs> Absolutely not. Absolutely not. So it's You're good. not oh. a monolith. <laughs> no, we are not. We are not. Uh-oh. Hi, I'm Carrie Russell, Hi, and Carrie. I love Nick's show. Hi, Carrie. Hi, Hi. I'm Carrie Hi. Russell, and I love Nick's show. You know, Carrie's been in a couple of horror movies. She's not going to be there. Oh. But, I mean, she was in, I guess, well, Cocaine Bear. I don't know if that's a horror movie, but... It, I wouldn't I, say that's horror. No. She was in Antlers, which is a, a really creepy movie that came out a few years ago, a couple of years ago. Mm-hmm. That was pretty creepy, mm-hmm. but she, she was really not known for her horror, so... Anyway, she's just going to be here. Right, she's Carrie more... Uh, I love Nick's show. I understand, yes. More she's drama. more what? Drama, yeah, Maybe drama. Maybe more drama. And she was at one point, you know, like a um, on the kids... She was a Mickey Mouse. She was in Mickey Mouse Club. She was a kid star at one point, too, before she yeah. became... Yeah, I think she she's maybe Felicity. more drama, maybe more thriller. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Although Antlers, I will say this, that's the only one that's overtly horror that she's been in, mm, unless I'm okay. missing something. Unless I'm missing something, she was in, Antlers is the only one that's like, and six people saw it. <laughs> so, oh. I don't think there's going to be a lot of tables dedicated to Antlers over the weekend. I don't, I, I don't think that's going <laughs> to Who knows? Happen. Maybe someone uh, this year brings a whole table. Mm, maybe. An Antlers, Antlers table. <laughs> yes. By the way, you know who uh, is probably going to visit us during our live podcast on Saturday? 
Berwin. Oh. Oh, I can't oh. wait. Yeah. Is it now? It depends on whether he he can, you know, because he, when he gets there, it's always crazy. Mm-hmm. But he promises me if he's got five, ten minutes to spare, he's going to run up on stage. That would be Rich Coe's Sven Gulli. I would be happy if he just ran up on stage and then ran away. Exactly. As long as he comes up and just, touches the he, stage. He, he drives by, literally yeah. just we like, hey, just how's it going? And then how's it going? He could just come up and go, <laughs> and then leave, and that's fine. Yeah. So, uh, but now he's going to be there Friday night with Joe Bob Briggs and Darcy the Mail Girl, and I get to introduce them and be a part of their show that they're doing Friday night. That um, is very cool. Saturday, he's there. He's got professional photo ops that you can get. You can get autographs and pictures, mm-hmm. and uh, from him, from I think two to four, uh, in mm-hmm. in the in the in the hotel, and then uh, at five thirty, he will host the costume contest, and I will introduce him there. And then nice. at twelve thirty, we do our uh, live podcast. Mm-hmm. Uh, mm-hmm. And Sven is probably going to do a little drive-by. So, uh, Esmeralda, I am going to show a trailer for a horror movie that comes out in a couple of weeks um, that I saw at the Chicago Critics Film Festival, and I want to share it with the tribe. Um, Very cool. Uh, and it is, for me, for my money, everybody's talking about this movie that's out now. I don't know if you've, if you've heard about it. Have you heard about Talk to Me? Uh, yes. Yes, I have. And um, it's a really scary and really good horror movie. And everybody's talking about, oh, it's the horror movie of the year. And I'm like, yeah, you got to wait a couple of weeks for that. Um, Because there's this film called Birth Rebirth that's coming out. And I think it's the best horror film of the year. And I don't think it's going to be topped. So uh, we're going to show a trailer during our uh, during our podcast and show a trailer. And that's going to be freaky, uh, Esmeralda. You might freak out a little bit during that trailer. Great. It's okay. It's just a trailer. It's just a trailer. It's only it's only like two minutes long, so you should be okay. Yeah. You should be okay. Uh, and then we're going to give away T-shirts. These are limited edition uh, Nick D podcast T-shirts. We're going to be just giving away, and we want you to participate. You and I, are, Esmeralda, are going to talk about things that have scared us, and we're going to talk with the audience about that. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And all of this, by the way, is recorded, and it will be a special episode. It's the next episode, by the way, of this podcast. Uh, episode one sixty five will be the live from flashback convention episode it'll drop on sunday um and we're recording it on saturday so be there for that and then the 40th anniversary of the christine reunion with the bullies slash wrecking crew uh they will be they will be joining us on stage not to be confused with the studio uh, musicians no, not- <laughs> the wrecking crew. no these guys cannot sing they cannot produce they are not yeah, they <laughs> Uh, but it is Malcolm Daynar, uh, Stephen uh, Tash, and William Oster, uh, Ostlander. Um, and they played the three bullies who, like, wreck Christine the car, and then revenge is sought upon by Christine. So, uh, the 40th anniversary. God, it's 40 years since that movie came out, which God, makes me feel very, very uh, Yeah, it's, uh, it's, it's as old as I am. Oh, my God. <laughs> <laughs> And you know what else? Oh, I will tell you this, Esmeralda, you know, because this is all happening tomorrow Mm -hmm. on Saturday the 5th. You know that tomorrow is the exact 40th anniversary of the release of one of my favorite movies, my second favorite movie ever. What's that? Risky Business is 40 years old tomorrow. 40th anniversary of Risky Business is tomorrow. So um, maybe we'll talk about that, even though it's not scary. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> it's scary if you own the Porsche. It's very, very scary if you own the Porsche. Uh, I will say. Yeah, it's scary. 
It's scary in different ways. It's scary <laughs> if you're trying to get into college. It's really <laughs> it's very scary if that's the case. So anyway, uh, but now anyway, so all that stuff is happening. Get your tickets now. You still got you can still got time to get them. Get there, um, and it's flashbackweekend.com. And join us all, and me and Esmeralda, and you'll get t- t-shirts, and you'll be p- part of the live podcast and the Christine reunion and all that great stuff. So it's going to be fun. Mm-hmm. It's going to be fun. Um, and uh, you know, a lot of the vendors. That were there last year, Esmeralda, are going to be uh, there this year. And there's one called Lix, L-I-X. Mm-hmm. Uh, they're a married couple, and they are in uh, southern Illinois on the Illinois uh, on the Illinois Indiana border. Okay. And uh, they are Lix, L-I-X is the name of their their uh, vendor stand, and they have I, I always spend the most money with those guys. Oh yeah. Always, because they have the coolest merch. They have the greatest hats and T-shirts and sweaters and 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 uh, and hoodies and zips and and you know and and stuff like that that are designed specifically for flashback and for other conventions. Like I've got oh, five. Oh, that's awesome! I've got five different hoodies because you can't get them anywhere else. They make them. Yeah. So I've got like a John Carpenter hoodie. I've got a Suspiria hoodie. Um, I've got. I mean, I'm just, it's it's ridiculous and. So they're there this year, and the other beautiful thing, Esmeralda, about them, mm-hmm. and I think maybe you maybe you experienced this last year, when you come by and visit, they like to hand out homemade cookies. Ooh, yeah, yeah. So <laughs> if you go to their website, which mm-hmm. I find this intriguing, they don't like show you what they're selling really. I think if you click in like the, they the, do have some stuff, but like as you said, it's very specific towards um, the conventions because like yes. you can't buy it online. Like mm-hmm. I'm clicking around and like they just show you the stuff. Yeah, but then they also show you the cookies. Right, because they they <laughs> I'm not kidding. And this is this is this is yeah. one of the things. Not only do they have the best merchandise in t-shirts and sweatshirts and hoodies and hats and all all kinds of stuff. But they have like unbelievable homemade cookies. They're like, hey, we made homemade cookies. And they just hand them out. Yeah, they have a list here. You can get peanut butter, oatmeal yeah. craisin pecan, <laughs> pumpkin chocolate chip. Like, I love that they have it, the list of what you, yeah. like, if you come by and get a cookie. <laughs> no, they do. And it's lovely. They're lovely people. They're a lovely couple. And they have a lot of my money. <laughs> Like I've, I've spent a lot of money, and I don't know if I don't know if um, they'll have these, but they apparently also sell chocolates. So if you go to the licks licksonline.com, L-I-X, there is a section. L-I-X. Yeah, L-I-X. Yes, L-I-X. Yeah, L-I-X. Um, there is a section for chocolates. Wow. Um, okay. Apparently, uh, one of the vendors, Jill, she became a chocolatier during yes. the pandemic. Yeah. Yeah. And it so was funny because they have a whole website where she sells very good looking chocolates. All right. So not only can you get like really cool horror merch, but you can also get unbelievable chocolates. And when you visit them at Flashback, you'll get some homemade cookies because that's what yeah. the, one of the things they're known mm. for. Like I always walk by and then like I'll do a, I'll do like a I'll circle around to check out the vendors and stuff. Mm-hmm. And then I always make a second stop on my first, you know, tour because I always want to get two cookies. So <laughs> You put on a mustache. Like, I do. I walk up and go, hello. I've never. I'm like, I'm like um, oh, Mr. Incognito in that, that yeah. episode of The Simpsons. Like, I don't know you at all. What is this? Oh, cookies. It's a cookie. Hmm. I've never had a cookie. <laughs> Meanwhile, I got crumbs all over my face. You know. And I <laughs> Intriguing. <laughs> what is this thing called that you call cookie? What is a cookie? <laughs> I might have to try all of them. 
T-shirt? What is a T-shirt? Uh, so anyway, uh, so that's just one of the hundreds of re- amazing vendors that'll be in the room. And by the way, in that room this year, Esmeralda, that big vendor room where the celebrities set up their tables and sign autographs and take pictures and stuff. Mm-hmm. Speaking of Christine, the card's going to be there in the room. That is so cool. Yeah, it's going to be awesome. That's exciting. <laughs> So the Don't beat it up because it Don't. will kill you. It will kill you. <laughs> yes. And we can ask those three guys on stage with us just how much they get killed uh, by it. <laughs> um, but, you know, it's, 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 uh, it's interesting because I, I, I check into the hotel. Uh, technically, I checked in yesterday, Esmeralda. <laughs> mm-hmm. yeah, so just technically, I checked in yesterday. And I help bring in the vendors. I check the vendors in. I take them to their table. And I, you know, and I give them their, their wristbands, you know, for the weekend and stuff. Mm-hmm. So I get to know the vendors. I love it because on the Thursday when everybody comes in, I get to know the vendors. So over the weekend, yeah. I can just walk up and say hi, and then I get extra cookies. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> that's you get paid in cookies. I get paid cookies. That's right. <laughs> but I will be there, Esmeralda, when they drive the car in. Ooh. I'm going to lose my mind. So anyway. All right. So all that Again, cookies. don't look at it the wrong way. No, it I won't. Kill It'll kill me. It will kill you. Can't mess with Christine. <laughs> it gets jealous. She's very jealous. She and is very jealous. Quick, quick tempered. <laughs> if you if and, and if you try to get in, the radio will come on and go. Keep on knocking, but you can't come in. That comes on the radio if you try to get into her, mm, her car. Mm-hmm. It's not good. And then she'll kill you. And then so she'll yeah, kill it doesn't. <laughs> Okay, she doesn't she's not very forgiving no, no, no. she does not fuck around christine does not fuck around so all right so all of that is happening this weekend it's going to be great and take it from esmeralda who's not the biggest horror fan it's fun right i mean it's good it is fun it's yeah. totally fun cool all right well we're excited about it we hope you guys come out um it's a lot of fun uh so that's happening this weekend uh and i guess it's going to be it's not going to you know most of the time during flashback weekend because uh, i'm inside the whole time like, I don't leave the hotel from, like, Thursday till Sunday night. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so it's all, you know, air-conditioned, recycled air for 48 yeah, hours. Yeah, you're you know in I mean? a... Well, they have that, that little middle that's it's kind of like a... Like a plants and stuff right yeah with the garden and the glass in the glass elevators that go up to the glass yeah. roof it's nice so there but, you and, go <laughs> but like you can step outside and i and i remember you know so many years of being in the hotel for those many hours and those many days like mm-hmm. i remember like stepping outside for i don't know what i'm maybe going outside to, to say hello to somebody or like like if i was hanging with somebody who would smoke yeah we, we'd walk outside and be like oh you know because like, it's like 100 degrees you know and when your body gets used to being in that air conditioning it's oh yeah, it's startling when you walk outside. Right. Well, yeah, because hotels keep it. Yeah, another reason to go. Yeah. Maybe you don't have air conditioning in your home. <laughs> yeah. Just go to this convention and you can hang out all day. I mean, you got to pay for a ticket, but you know, right. You get to get to see a lot of good stuff in air conditioning. In the comfort of air conditioning. <laughs> By the way, um, every time I check into the hotel, every time I check into any hotel, and I've told you this before, the first mm. thing I do when I get in the room before I even unpack or anything, go yeah. right to the thermometer and set it at about 40. Good Lord. <laughs> it's like a meat locker. <laughs> do you and even, I, do you just bring, do you bring sodas and stuff and you just leave them out because they'll be cold Because they'll be cold, the yeah, they'll back. be cold. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> uh, but, but I, and I snuggle under the covers. Like I get under the wow. covers. Yeah, no, it's, it's, I'm telling you, man. It's like a, it's like the, it's like the outpost in the thing in my, uh, in my. <laughs> I'm like cosplaying in the thing in my room. That's that's that's. What wow. I'm doing. <laughs> 
So anyway, all right, it's going to be a fun weekend. Uh, so very cool. Okay, so, um, you know, I'm I'm tired. As well, I'm tired of people dying. I gotta say. Um, uh yeah. <laughs> I'm real. I'm real. T- I'm always tired of people when they die. It's always sad. But man, I don't. I don't mm-hmm. like this. This uh, the end of July has not been pleasant in that in, re- in regard. Right. Um, and you know we lost um, the great Sinead O'Connor. Uh, we mm-hmm. lost a great uh, uh, singer, uh, or we lost. Uh, I mean, look, we lost Tony Bennett a couple of weeks ago, a week and a half yeah. ago. Yeah. And. Um, you know, and then Bo Goldman, who's a great screenwriter, we lost, uh, we lost him. And just a few days ago, Paul Rubens died. Yeah. Um, and this is big. Uh, I was, this one hit me. I didn't know he was sick. Did you know he was sick, Esmeralda? No. Well, I guess he, he had kept it quite private. He did. So yeah. he, kept it, he kept the whole thing essentially under wraps. Yeah. Um, which, I mean, you know, it, it's understandable. Sometimes of course. you don't want to, you know, you don't want to deal with, essentially the entire the entirety of of the world you having to deal with them talking to you about it right you know <laughs> like you well, have to deal I, with it yourself and, and, and now the entire world will be talking about it great and and you know and, and also like i mean you know like keeping your privacy about anything is pretty important and 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 they did a great job i had no idea he was sick when they when they posted that he was i honestly you know how uh mm-hmm how the death hoaxes happen all the time on the internet. Right. I was yeah. like, it's not real. Mm-hmm. You know, at first when mm-hmm. I saw the first notice, I'm like, that's not real. That's, that's a, yeah. that's a joke. And then, and then I went to like a legitimate news source and I was like, Oh shit. And he was only 70 and he had cancer. And, mm-hmm. you know, um, I love Paul Rubens. I love him. And I mean, obviously, you know, Pee Wee is one of the great, Pee Wee Herman is one of the greatest comic inventions in the history of comedy. Um, oh yeah, and one of the so greatest good. characters ever. Uh, shit. So I was really it hit it really hit me, and so did Sinead. Sinead destroyed me too. Um, but man. So anyway, Pee Wee, tell me now. Now you're younger. You're ten years younger than I am. Mm-hmm. No, you're eighteen years younger than I am. What the fuck is wrong with me? You're eighteen years younger than I am. So when Pee Wee's Big Adventure came out in 1985, you were two. Yeah, I didn't see it until way later. So let me t- let me ask you from being uh, you know a different generation than I am younger than I am what what is your exposure to Paul Rubens when did you first see Paul Rubens when did Pee Wee hit your life and it hit, and he's hit everybody I don't care what age you know everybody yeah, knows who I Pee mean Wee those is. shows the the TV show was on um, I forget where but it was on TV yep. it, I feel like it's always been on TV somewhere it was on in uh, the first in the first run it ran it was on CBS and it ran from eighty six to ninety. Um, and then it mm. didn't come back. It didn't come back after it was supposed to come back for another season, but then that whole fucking ridiculous getting arrested in a porno theater bullshit right. thing happened. And then it, you know, it almost derailed, it almost completely derailed his career, but it didn't thank God. Um, but anyway, so it stopped after that because they were like, well, he can't do a TV show for kids anymore because he was in a porno theater. Um, yeah. which, which of course is absurd. Um, but so it was only on for about four seasons, solid seasons at that time from 86 to 90, but then it was in reruns. And I believe mm-hmm. streaming everywhere. Um, so, so you 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 started watching it when you were a kid, when you were younger. Yeah, I caught it. I caught it in the reruns. Um, but yeah, one of my favorite characters was Jombie oh, yeah. on Pee Wee's Playhouse. He passed away too. He passed away last year. Yeah. Yeah. Um, 
Zombie but I mean, I love I loved it. I didn't really I, I didn't see the movies until later. Mm. Um, and honestly, my experience with Pee Wee is or my experience is more with Paul Rubens. Like when he did, he was the vampire in Buffy. Unbelievable, right? In Buffy the Vampire Slayer, that he's, scene, he's, he's, his death scene, <laughs> I like. I still think about like I would still think about that and the. Yeah. Oh, ah, like years and years and years after I had seen that movie, that yeah. was still that was like the one moment in that movie where I was like, "That is the greatest." It's the best. Bit. It's the best. I like. I like. I like that movie. I do. I actually like that movie. But I really. I love. I mean, Rutger Hauer and him are both in it for Christ's sake. And look at yeah. that, Luke Perry. Luke Perry, Rutger Hauer, and Pee Wee are all dead. I mean, what the hell mm. is going on? Yeah. But no. But that death scene. Like, ugh, ugh, I mean, it's hilarious. It's hilarious. It's so good. And, uh, but you know, so so Pee Wee, you know, uh, th- that TV show, the uh, Pee Wee's Playhouse, I think is one of the greatest television shows ever. Yeah, I mean, everybody who came out of that as well. So the fact that this was he created this, and and then all the opportunities that everybody had on it, mm-hmm. you know, from <laughs> Lenny, <laughs> I think did he go by Lenny at the time, Lenny Fishburne. <laughs> Yeah. No, no, Larry Fishburne. Oh, sorry. Larry Fishburne. Larry yeah. Fishburne. Right. He was Cowboy <laughs> um, Curtis. Cowboy Curtis. Yeah. 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 Um, and then I had seen, I'd actually had seen, I, I remember on Comedy Central, they played some of the live versions that he yeah, did. What so happened, the, the stuff that was before this, I guess. Yeah, because it started, here's how it started. Pee Wee Herman uh, started out as a character that Paul Rubens did when he was with Groundlings in L.A. Mm-hmm. And Groundlings, for lack of a better description, is kind of like the second city of L.A. Yeah. They were, an, they were an improv group, like Improv Olympic or like, you know, that kind of thing. And a lot of really amazing people came out of Groundlings. And Paul Rubens was in Groundlings, by the way, at the same time as Phil Hartman. Um, mm. And that's why Phil Hartman is Captain Carl um, on, on Pee Wee. And he also, Phil Hartman, uh, co-wrote Pee Wee's Big Adventure. Um, oh, wow. So they created, they kind of created that whole universe together. And so it became such a popular, Pee Wee Herman became such a popular character that Paul Rubens did on the Groundlings that it got its own late night, like he, that character got his own late night show with Groundlings. Mm-hmm. And it took off and it became very cult, like late night cult following. And then HBO came out and they filmed an episode, they filmed the show. Uh, it was called Pee Wee's. Yeah. And it's, it's much more adult, like that HBO show is much more adult. Well, I find it interesting that Pee Wee's Playhouse is for children. I do too. Like, I think it's funny that it, it went right. from how it started, and then they're like, "No, no, no, let's make it for kids." Yeah. Well, and the thing is, it's true. But the thing is, it's for kids, but it's so smart and also really subversive. You know, in right? That and I think it's because of how it did start, yeah. which was for adults, but then yep. they had to take these same. Um, these same ideas, but make it for kids. Yeah, and not yeah. and not essentially make it awful and uh, like corny. Right. Because no, if they exactly. had, then nobody. No, it wouldn't have. It worked on I both levels. It even it, the kids. Yeah. Even the kids, kids loved like it. it. Adults loved it. Fans of like weird comedy loved it. And he embraced mm-hmm. his he embraced his freak flag. Paul Rubens did like nobody, like nobody. Um, and then when that movie came out, when Pee Wee's Big Adventure came out, it was first movie Tim Burton ever directed. Um, first time Pee Wee's ever on the big screen as Pee Wee. He had been in other movies. By the way, if you go back, he's in Blues Brothers. Paul Rubens is in Blues Brothers. Um, he is a waiter who who waits on the Blues Brothers in Chez Paul. 
So he's the waiter. He's the waiter in in, in the Blues Brothers. Yeah. yeah, yeah, That's like his first big screen appearance. Really, one of his first big screen appearances. So he's in the Blues Brothers, and then he was in two Cheech and Chong movies. He's in Cheech and Chong's next movie, and that's the first time I ever noticed him. Mm-hmm. I, that's the very first time I ever noticed him. And, and oddly enough, he plays a bellhop like he does at the end of Pee Wee. He was big adventure when he's in his own movie and he plays the bell paging Mr. Herman when he does that. <laughs> oh yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> or it's not his voice. <laughs> oh my god. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> so but he plays a bellhop in Cheech and Chong's next movie. And I remember I, he was fucking hilarious in that because they because Cheech and Chong knew him from the Groundlings and they put a bunch of people mm-hmm. from the Groundlings in. And then he's in. If you've not seen him in Nice Dreams as the hamburger dude, he plays the <laughs> in Cheech and Chong. No. Cheech and Chong's Nice Dreams. He plays the hamburger dude. You give all our money to the hamburger dude like that. The <laughs> he plays the hamburger dude, um, and he's hilarious in that. And so I knew who he was from you know the world of Cheech and Chong. And then this Pee Wee Herman thing, and the Pee Wee's Big Adventure, which I don't even—it's a perfect movie. There are there are movies that are perfect. That's one of them. I, I, I mean, it it established who Tim Burton was. It established who Paul Rubens mm-hmm. was, and it it unleashed one of the most like creative and hilarious, uh, and subversive comic characters of all time. And it's it's an unbel- its a movie that I could watch fifty times a day and never get sick of it. And it apparently it made a lot of money. Made a lot of money. <laughs> a it apparently recouped six times its yeah. seven million dollar budget. It, it. I remember when it came out. <laughs> my my, you know my old buddy. Hey, listen, Joe. Mm-hmm. Joe loved, loved Pee Wee Herman. Loved. And we saw that movie together probably fifty times. What are we gonna do today? Let's go see Pee Wee. Like that was it. We would just. <laughs> And he would laugh his ass off. And then when Pee Wee's Playhouse started, uh, Joe would videotape it on his VHS player mm-hmm. every Saturday morning. And before we would go out, all my friends, like all my buddies, we would go over to Joe's house and we would go, go into Joe's basement. And before we would do anything on a Saturday night, the first thing we did was every week we watched that morning's Pee Wee. Mm. Usually two, three times in a row. <laughs> Um, but yeah, but Pee Wee's Big Adventure. So, so when you were younger, was it the movie that you saw first, or no? I I'm... saw the show first. Okay, the show was first because okay. it would be on reruns and things mm-hmm. like that. And then, yeah, I pro- probably when I was older is when I did catch uh, Pee Wee's Big Adventure. Right now, Pee Wee's Big Top, Big Top Pee Wee, not so good. Um, <laughs> not so good. I mean, you know, sometimes you just can't. <laughs> Sometimes but, you just can't uh, catch lightning in a bottle. Well, but then the third, the third one that they did about five years ago for Netflix was great. Um, they did a third one, uh, Pee Wee's Big Holiday, and it was great. So Pee Big Top Pee Wee is not so good, but the but the mm-hmm. first one and the third one. I mean, the first one's a legendary movie; it's perfect. Um, but the third one I thought was was wonderful, and that was on Netflix. And I think all three of them are streaming now. If you want to watch them. Um, they're out there, but I have. Yeah, I, 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 I want to play one of my favorite scenes from Pee Wee. Okay, mm-hmm. it's from Pee Wee's Big Adventure. This is one of my favorite scenes in the movie, and there are many, but I don't know what it is. This scene. <laughs> this is the scene. Okay, so as you know, Esmeralda, for people who might not know, his bike gets stolen, and the yes. movie is essentially him going across the country to find his bike, 
and someone said it was in the basement of the Alamo. <laughs> <There's> no, <laughs> and and Jan, the late, great Jan Hooks uh, from SNL, she plays the tour guide. There's no basement in the Alamo. That's Jan Hooks. Because um, she was a groundling as well. So anyway, um, that's the, the, the plot is he is he's desperate to find his bike. He loves his bike. You see it at the beginning of the movie. It's all set up. <laughs> so he's basically trying to find his bike. And after his bike has been stolen, he gathers everybody in the town to his basement to have a meeting. You remember this scene? Mm, vaguely. Okay. Well, here's Pee Wee, <laughs> who is desperate to solve the mystery. Everybody is a suspect. So <laughs> here's a scene where he gathers everybody, including his dog, Speck, his lovely little dog, mm-hmm. Speck, at the beginning, uh, where he is grilling. He's going to grill everybody uh, and unveil this entire mystery but here's one of my favorite scenes this is the basement meeting after his bike has been stolen this is from peewee's big adventure so here we go good we can finally start the big meeting donnie chuck let's begin shall we shall we this box contains over 217 bits and pieces of information evidence Exhibit A, a photograph of the victims, my bike and me. Uh. Exhibit B, another photograph. What's missing from this picture? It's just me, without my bike. Is this something you could share with the rest of us, Amazing Larry? Exhibit C, the horn I was picking up. At Chuck's Bikerama, when my bike was actually stolen. <laughs> Exhibit D. Jimmy, what is this? Too late. Chip. Uh, looks like a pen. Exactly. I bought this pen one hour before my bike was stolen. Why? What's the significance? I don't know. Exhibit Q! A scale model of the entire mall! <laughs> X marks the scene of the crime. These arrows here show the exact position of the sun and the hour of the crime. Jupiter was aligned with Pluto! The moon was in the hey, sun! Hey. Please save your questions until I'm through, Chuck! Well, when will that be? A long time we wait. We've been here for over three hours now, and I'm not sure if any of us can see what all this is supposed to mean. Supposed to mean? Supposed to mean? I think everyone here knows what this is supposed to mean. And you've gone over something again and again and again and again. Like I have. Certain questions get answered, others spring up. Your mind plays tricks on you. You play tricks back. It's like you're unraveling a big cable knit sweater. But someone keeps knitting and knitting and knitting and knitting and knitting and knitting and knitting. Okay. So that's <laughs> <laughs> knitting. Uh, <laughs> oh my god. Uh, and amazing Larry is one of my favorite characters. He has no lines in the movie. Uh, but he's amazing. Larry is the guy. He's in the shop at the beginning of the movie, and then he's at the meeting, and he's got like the the rainbow feathered mohawk. <laughs> Something to share with the rest of us, amazing Larry. 
so that's one of my favorite scenes in it. And it's just, there's so many amazing moments in it. And um, I don't know. And, and then like some of the other stuff, like he's in Batman Returns. He plays the Penguin's father in Batman Returns. Mm-hmm. Um, he was in, you know, he did a voice for Nightmare Before Christmas. Um, I, you know, he was originally cast as Robert's, you know, you know, on uh, um, uh, uh, Everybody Loves Raymond. Mm-hmm. Uh, the character Robert, the one that Brad Garrett plays. Yeah. His fiance, Amy, her brother, Russell, was originally played by Paul Rubens. And in the, huh. in, in the first episode where that character is introduced, it's Paul Rubens. And then uh, he didn't take the gig. Something happened. He couldn't take the gig. So Chris Elliott took over. So most people know Russell as, as played by Chris Elliott. But in the very first episode that you see Russell, it's Pee Wee Her- It's Paul Rubens. And he's a thousand times better than Chris Elliott. <laughs> and, he, and Chris Elliott's great, but he's a thousand times funnier. Yeah. 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 So uh, you remember you remember Mystery Men? Where, yeah. Uh, yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. He's in that. Um, uh, uh, how about Blow? The movie about cocaine mm-hmm. with Johnny Depp. Mm-hmm. <sighs> He's amazing in that. Uh, and, and, and so many other things. And then, you know, uh, did a lot of voiceover work, did a lot of like TV shows and stuff. Uh, he was on a few episodes of Pushing Daisies, which was one of my favorite shows and also a very weird show. Yeah. <sighs> so, and, and, but he'll always be, you know, forever remembered as, as, uh, as Pee Wee Herman. So. Oh no! Yeah, that's always and forever will be his thing, yeah. and I'm sure he's not mad about it. No, no, he embraced it clearly. Yeah. you know, um, and and as you know, it's funny because you know, you and I talked about Paul Rubens a few weeks ago when we were talking about the TV game show version of uh, You Don't Know Jack. Yeah, because yeah, yeah. He had the seven, he had the '90s hair. <laughs> he was the host. Well, yeah. he was a fake host. Right. Because it wasn't him. Right. It wasn't Paul Rubin's host of You Don't Know Jack. You're right. It was some other character that he yeah. put on. Uh, so great. Um, and, you know, uh, respected by, by so many uh, people in the business. Um, and, you know, uh, just, you know, has, a, has a, his, his, his background in the Groundlings as a right. You know, he auditioned for Saturday Night Live and didn't get it. Mm-hmm. Um, and he hosted uh, as Pee Wee Herman, which, by the way, the the episode after next of my SNL podcast will all be about that entire episode. Well, it'll be uh, the entire episode of that that show. Uh, that show hasn't been funny in years. Will be all about the the one time that Pee Wee Herman, as Pee Wee Herman, hosted mm-hmm. SNL, uh, hosted SNL. It was a great show. We'll talk about that too. So. Yeah. But he was he was uh, he was amazing, and he, and a lot of people grew up with him. You know, um, people a little bit younger, but. So, uh, uh, um, so, so, but, but, uh, Buffy, now when you saw the movie, were you aware of who Pee Wee or who Pee Wee was, who Paul Rubens was when you saw Buffy? I was, but I didn't know that that was him at all. Mm -hmm. Because I think at the time he still hadn't, you know, he had kind of retreated once, you know, when he got arrested and everything. And then there was a Um, second, there was also a second, uh, uh, thing that happened that involved like the possibility of him having child pornography, which, Ended up being an art collection. Yeah. Uh, and the, oh, that's yeah, by the I, way, uh... that's why. By the way, that's why he didn't get the gig. He didn't get called back for Russell on Everybody Loves Raymond. That's what it was. Oh. And that's why he was replaced by Chris Elliott because this whole controversy about 
child pornography, which turned out to be an art collection. (laughs) Yeah, I a lot of sometimes I just don't understand. I mean, I feel like it's people just going after someone because without question. I mean, even with the first one. Yeah, it makes no sense that he. What do you what do you do? What do you what do you what are cops expecting to find if you bust into a porno theater? What do you right? Well, it's like you know, like getting arrested for masturbating in a in a in a uh, you know in a in a porno theater is like getting arrested for for you know for praying in a church. What do you think people are doing? What do you yeah. think people are doing? I mean, it just bothered it bothered me that then they took away all his all these things that were not related in any sense. Like a child yeah. would not know. Of course not about this unless their stupid ass parents. Yes. Yeah. Stopped them, like took their stuff away, took their t- peewee yeah. toys and all that stuff. Now, do and you essentially remember? Explained to them like what happened or something, now, or at least told remember... them that he's a bad man or something. Do you remember his triumphant return after that? Shit, no. I should have pulled the audio for this. Now, of course, I'm producing on the air too late. Nick, you dumbass. <laughs> um, it was the MTV Video Music Awards, or the M- yeah, the MTV oh. Video Music Awards, 1991. It was September of 1991. And um, and that whole year, like that whole beginning of the year, all the way through, mm-hmm. it was all Pee Wee's a pervert, blah blah blah. His mugshot was everywhere, and all that stuff. And he came out. MTV had him come out, and he came out dressed as Pee Wee with the bow tie and the short hair and everything. Looked nothing like he did in the in the uh, mugshot. And they introduced him, ladies and gentlemen, Pee Wee Herman, and he got a standing ovation that lasted for like four minutes. Yeah, because those people, I mean, you know, MTV, whoever's there, they understand. They're not yeah. idiots. Yeah. And it was like, <laughs> look, this guy is, you know, like he got a, he got arrested for, for being in a porno theater and you're going to take away this guy's career and his legacy? Which like, is like, whatever. Exactly. <laughs> that's, whatever. That's what I'm like. It's, a, it's such a fucking, ugh. It's, no, it's, it's such absurd. a shame. But yeah, that, ah, uh, shit, I should have, now I'm going to, God damn it. Now I'm mad I didn't pull the audio from, because <laughs> it comes out, <laughs> ladies and gentlemen. Pee Wee Herman, and literally the the entire audience goes nuts, and he just stands there with his yeah. head back and his arms out, like just soaking it in, like literally with his head back and his arms out, just soaking it in, and people went nuts, including me. I was at home going, "Yeah, Pee Wee," you know. It was you know, so, but anyway, so stupid. But anyway, there's a lot of stuff left behind. I've got the entire series on DVD of Pee Wee, the whole thing, and mm-hmm. the three movies, and all the Cheech and Chong movies, and Blow, and all yeah. the other stuff that according he said. Buff, to, Buffy. Yeah, according to Wikipedia, he had been discussing plans for a museum. So who knows if that'll yeah. come to fruition with all the you know the Pee Wee Playhouse sets yeah. and props yeah. and all oh, of that stuff. Man, so good. You know what my favorite character was on Pee Wee though on Pee Wee's Playhouse. Mm. Mine was Terry, the pterodactyl. How's it going, oh. Pee-wee? Hello, Pee-wee. He was by Terry the Pterodactyl. Pateri. And it was spelled with a P. Pateri. He <laughs> was my favorite. I've actually like wanted to do a costume. I think it would be so fun to try to be Jombie in a box. Oh, yeah. oh no, I've seen and it. Then, like, People have done it. open the doors. Yeah. People have done it. It would be so good. It would be so good. And you know what? Maybe this year at Flashback, Esmeralda, maybe tomorrow... Yeah, maybe there'll be some. We'll pee-wee. see some there's pee-wee. No, there's no like d- no definition to... of costume, right? Or maybe maybe they'll show up dressed up like the vampire he played uh, in Buffy because that's horror. That's oh, vampire. that would be really fun. I bet. I bet you. I bet you. We will see some peewees and some Paul Rubens uh, in in cosplay tomorrow. I bet we will. Yeah. I bet you we will, and that'll be great. So anyway, well, rest in peace, peewee. Damn it. 
<laughs> so Man. it's so sad. But anyway, there's a lot of stuff though that you can still celebrate this guy's, you know, this guy's life and his art and what he left behind is amazing. Oh, by the way, a very quick to close it out. Aaron in Aurora wanted me to play this on the Magic Megaphone. Uh, Esmeralda, are you ready? Mm, mm-hmm. He wanted me to play this on the on the megaphone. Here it is. I wouldn't sell my bike for all the money in the world. Not for a hundred billion, million, trillion dollars. I wouldn't sell my bike for all the money in the world. Not for a hundred billion, million, trillion dollars. That's right. I wouldn't sell my bike for all the money in the world. Not for a hundred billion, million, trillion dollars. So he would not sell his bike. <laughs> so, it's a cool bike. It was the best bike ever. So anyway, all right. Well, rest in peace, Pee Wee. Okay. Hey, uh, as well, the, the next time that you and I will be speaking on this podcast, it'll be live in front of an audience at the Flashback. Oh, weekend. yes. So mm-hmm. get ready to have some fun. And then um, the, the next episode after that, which will drop on Tuesday, uh, which will be episode 166, Dan Feinberg is going to join us for the TV visit. But make sure you come out and check us out at Flashback. My thanks to you, Esmeralda. You rule the planet. We're going to have a blast this weekend. Oh, thanks. Oh, absolutely. Uh, be a sponsor. Sales at RadioMisfits.com. Leave a voicemail. 773-417-6948. Email NickDPodcast at gmail.com. Jason Skaggs, thank you for the music and the weirdness and the sounds. Rate and review uh, our, our, uh, our uh, podcasts on every platform. And my thanks to Ed and everybody at Radio Misfits. And we'll see you next time on the Nick D Podcast live from Flashback Weekend. The wind is right on.